You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Stardom Road. I am your host, Scott Edwards, and with me, of course, is my good friend Trent, as we will be talking a new fun little topic here as we kick off the year, our first episode of the year, of course, here in 2023. It's the anniversary conversations. We will be doing this for two shows, so Mm. let's get into it. It, Time uh, flies so quickly. It's an anniversary for us, is it? Uh, uh, no, no, it's the anniversary for Stardom. Oh, it's not uh, our anniversary. Oh. No, no, okay. no, no, no. I think ours is the five star Grand Prix, technically. Uh, the final, it is, well, the that. final, that's yeah. Ours. yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. But we're on our second or third year, that's what that's not diamonds yet, no. so no, no, uh, but. Uh, as, as I said, we're gonna go through the anniversary shows, kind of give you guys an overlook of what uh, these shows went were about, um, how they changed through the years, and kind of where they lead us to today, um, which is a show that's now not even on the anniversary or even close to the anniversary, really. Um, which I think is interesting. That's that's new, by the way, that is very new. They're, they they've gone away from the actual anniversary show. It's fascinating looking at this compared to our last episode, which was focusing on the year end climax, because I think in general, both shows have similar concepts in the fact that when you talk about, especially pre Bushiro, what were the big shows that Sardin would put on? And year end climax was always one. And the anniversary show was always pointed at as one as well. But you look at the structure, and this is why it's kind of interesting to do an episode like this and look at how that's progressed over the years. It's not quite as clear cut as the year-end climax was, both in how they execute and the kind of shows they were putting on in general. This is a cluster. (laughs) It is. It really is. It's kind of a mess. Uh, They didn't have an official, like, named anniversary show, actually, until 2014 for their third anniversary. Uh, As as me and Trent were going through, they were calling them seasons uh, the first two years. I believe it was season five in 2012, and then season 10 in 2013. What that means, you can figure out yourself. <laughs> it means there was so much TV action seasons. happening that it felt like five years worth of content, which the past two years, that way. Way. I was gonna yeah. say, the past two years, but those first couple of years, they weren't running nearly enough shows for it to feel that way. Ah, uh, but um, when the night Takahashi's in control, it feels like an eternity. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So what we're really going to do is we're going to start with the third anniversary, kind of give you a quick rundown of mm. the big matches on the card and kind of just give you an idea of what we want to do. Because our next episode, we're going to give you a more in-depth look at some matches, something we didn't get to fully do for the year in climax. So when I say matches, I mean our favorite matches from those yeah. shows because this is our show we get to pick uh <laughs> as much as you guys may want otherwise uh but let's start here of course as i was saying it's the third anniversary show um some of the names you may notice here like koguma versus yuna manase that's an interesting mm-hmm. one just to kick off the show uh, you can you know. see that happening in 2023 uh, I, yeah, I'm not gonna go through full cards each time, but I have to this time. Uh, Kari Oniyama, Kelly Skater, and Yuhi versus Hiroyo Matsumoto, Mayu Yutani, and Manami Toyota. So, more Toyota in stardom. You know, we talked about that last time with the uh, mm-hmm. year in, uh, was the what show was it? I don't remember what show it was. Um, Yoshi the year end climax. That's all you need to worry about. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for saving me. Uh, Yoshiko versus Takumi Roja. So obviously, kind of a big match there. Those two, as we know now, went on to become key parts of the independent scene in Joshi. Mm-hmm. Um, goddesses of Stardom, goddess of Stardom. Why does it always say goddesses? I can't stand that. Uh, Mio Wakazawa and Nanai Takahashi. I know, shocking. Nanai Takahashi has a title. Uh, at the in 2014, by the way, I, I meant to add that earlier. The third anniversary, mm. indeed, was in 2014 against uh, Kamora Monster Goon, Alpha Female, and Kyoka Kamora. Um, and then Aki Asakawa versus Kairi Hojo. 
for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. That's like a uh, classic. You want to pick your who do you envision with the White Belt Championship? You chuck oh, yeah. those two names on that shortlist any day. Oh, yeah. And then the main event, which I'm sure was an excellent, excellent match. Io Shirai versus Natsuki Tayo for the World of Stardom Championship. Uh, the only title change out of those three were the tag titles. Mm, yeah. It's interesting because you look at that Io Shirai, uh, Natsuki Tayo match. Like That is early in Io Shirai's career. She's obviously won the World of Stardom <laughs> Championship, but this is probably her more ambitious kind of flying around faster paced stuff and you, yeah. you put her in with a natsuki tide i go 20 minutes uh you can very much envision what kind of match this would be without actually even watching it exactly um so rather than and as we said we're kind of sprawling through this a little bit uh because we wanted we wanted to break it into two really kick off the year uh so we'll move to the fifth anniversary again cork and hall fourth anniversary sorry i apologize fifth anniversary in 2015 it's it's awkward because you're at fifth anniversary is like 17 shows so i apologize but this was <laughs> in 2015 um yeah not going through the whole car but one of the matches was risa sarah and takumi roja versus kogawa and rio hazuki so big names nowadays yeah, yeah, and I mean, you've got uh, Fukuoka Double Crazy there teaming before they were Fukuoka Double Crazy, which is yeah. always very cool to kind of see the genesis of these kinds of teams. And I mean, Risa Sarah and Takumi Aroha, that's like an all-star kind of combination that you would love to be see teaming in 2023. Yeah, Risa's just replaced Takumi with Suzuki, which I'm sure no one's complaining about nowadays. Uh, at least not a I bad trade, yeah. No, uh, not I, a bad trade. Hmm. You know, one of them is made of glass and one of them goes through glass. So well, I'm trying, I'm like, it's tempting to say there was an upgrade, but like, it, that feels like it's an insult on Takumi Roha, but it's not. Takumi, when she like, was 100%, it was different. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, injuries. I mean, knees. if we're back in 2015, I'll take uh, Takumi Roha over. Oh, like, you will? You won't. 12, take, 11 uh, year old Suzu Suzuki. Yeah. yeah. Though she's still probably a little crazy. Um, high speed title match. Io Shirai defeated Kaori Oniyama with the title mm-hmm. on the line. Uh, seven minutes and 11 seconds. Kind of a bit like those high-speed matches that we've seen with Azumi as of late, mm. uh, rather than the long, brawl-out, main-event-style ones that Natsuki Tayo uh, does, as well as Azumi nowadays, and kind of what we saw with Starlight Kid as champion. Yes. That we didn't get to see recently, despite the fact we were meant to. No. Uh, devastating news here as... Uh, Mayu Yutani lost the Wonder of Stardom title to Act Yasukawa. Of course, a year before, Act Yasukawa was already Wonder of Stardom champion. So, mm. fun little uh, interesting fact there uh, as she won the title back at the next anniversary show, beating Mayu, ending Mayu's first reign with the title. And the main event, World of Stardom Championship, Yoshiko defeating Nanai Takahashi, uh, successfully defending her title. Uh, Nanai, of course, in the main event. Yes. Um, and that, that's really like you, you want to sort of put a, a cap on two eras of stardom. That's really when you start getting to the end of the first era of stardom. Yoshiko comes champion. Obviously, a few months later, everything kind of changes there. And stardom are kind of forced to adapt and really take on board the freedom. Um, just, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see the, the progression going through. Yeah. So... So as we move on to the next year, the fifth anniversary show had six events, six different shows, including three titled, which is very timely, Stardom versus the World. Mm. However, the world was literally the world rather than outside of the Stardom uh, Stardom world. Um, so this is a little bit different. Uh, so the first show was more of what we were been talking about here. Mm. Right, so 2016 kicks off. Uh, the show was on the 17th of January again, once again at Cork and Hall. Uh, you had Azumi versus Starlight Kid on there. Um, you had current Ice Cross Infinity Champion Sayuri Anu wrestling on this show. Um, Chelsea Green, for those who you know know her, uh, mm. but the big matches were Goddess of Stardom number one contendership match, um, which was sorry, I didn't have my results out. Uh, you saw the team of Caitlin Demon and Viper um, 
winning to uh, by defeating the Hyper Destroyers. Evie, of course, that is Dakota Kai and Kelly Skater. Um, Viper, by the way, is uh, Piper Niven slash whatever she is now. Uh, do drop or whatever. Do drop. Thank you. Yeah. See, I'm happy. I'm happy you knew. I don't uh, want to be the WWE expert on this podcast, by the way. So I'm going to need you to carry your weight there. Speaking of WWE, Mayu Yutami successfully defended the championship against Kaylee Ray, mm. the current Alba Fire in WWE NXT. <laughs> so there you go. I got you. I got you. I got you back there. And in the main event, a truly, truly fantastic match. The World of Stardom Championship was on the line as Io Shirai successfully defended against Kyrie Hojo. Bunch of WWE is. Oh, I know. This is filled with WWE. Yeah. This this must have been the show that uh, Triple H saw. And he was like, I need all of them for my Mayan Classic. Um, and he got a lot of them. He, yeah, I, think... I mean, like, it's a pretty, pretty decent pull. And maybe we should be thankful that J.K. Green was so early in their careers and they didn't start hunting oh, yeah. them down too yet. Yes. Yeah. Sarah knew him. You know, she was still very early in her career too, mm. obviously. I'm sure if it was nowadays... Um, or not nowadays, but if she was what she is now, she probably would have been uh, looked at as well. But uh, the big parts here, that Io Shirai versus Kyrie Hojo match, that might be one we go back to and uh, talk about. Uh, hint, hint. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that feels like the good one. By the way, it has a 9.40 rating on cage match if you want to know uh, what the people think. you know, I, I'm not a big cage match rating guy. I don't really care, but. That, that felt like a good number to tell. They us. serve a purpose. Like, that's the thing. When you're looking at, like, 11 years, 12 years of stardom history, and you're going through these shows, it is a nice little shorthand to go, oh, if that's not a match I was already aware of, it's a handy one to look at. Now, obviously, a lot of these shows aren't fully ranked, and they are very heavily dependent on their main events. But even if you somehow aren't immediately swayed by the prospect of Io Shirai and Kyrie, Hojo saying no surname, uh, you're going to be drawn in by that kind of number. Moving on to the second show of the fifth anniversary series that they had here. Uh, the only thing of note here was an Irish Star title match as the Hyper Distorts Evie, Hurley Matsumoto, and Kelly Skater successfully defended against Caitlin Demon, uh, Kyoko Kimura, and Viper. And then mm. the main event was Thunder Rock. Mayu Yutani, Mio Shirai, defeating Jungle Kiona and Kairi Hojo. This show was in Osaka, for those wondering. since uh... Which is their home away from home, and you see that a lot with these <laughs> anniversary shows when they do multiples, because oh, this is the biggest offender in just sheer amount of anniversary shows they're running, but throughout these next few years, they'll do just a Tokyo show, or they'll do Tokyo and Osaka. Sometimes the Osaka one feels like a throwaway event. Other times it does have some decent matches on them. So it's in this is where it's so interesting because it does feel like they didn't have any real structure on this, despite the anniversary show feeling special for a few years. Like you run EO Shirai and Kari Hojo, that's a big deal. You don't just put that on any old show. Exactly. I think that's perfectly said. Uh, if anyone wants to get disgusted, the next show was the third. Uh, it was Stardom versus the World number one. Uh, and the main match here was World Selection team of chelsea green evie evie again dakota kai kelly mm-hmm. skater santana garrett and viper defeating the team of io shirai jungle kiona kairi hojo mayu iwatani and momo watanabe in a 10 woman elimination tag disgraceful <laughs> <laughs> well you got you got to give the world a win every now and then eh, that's um Comparing the talent there, that's uh, that's tough. <laughs> that's a tough sell yeah, for me. It is, it is, you know, because that is kind of the core five that Stardom were running around this time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was around this sort of period as well that we saw Stardom versus Sendai. They built that story as well, and they had like a twelve woman elimination gauntlet series on one show, and that was pretty much the roster they ran along with her Hiromi Mora as well. Who, sure. let's be honest, was kind of the uh, pin cushion for Chihiro uh, Hashimoto in that match. But it is interesting, like, even though uh, Momo and Jungle are so new in their careers at this point, they're both being positioned as people that they can rely on at this level of the card, which speaks quite highly to them. And, I mean, obviously, you look at Momo Watanabe now and where Jungle Kiona was at before she kind of suffered from injuries, and you can see that they're 
uh, impressions on what could be were definitely founded. This next show, back on track a little bit with title matches here. Uh, one singles match worth noting, you had Hiroi Matsumoto defeating Jungle Kiona. And then in the main event, the Gospel Star title match, Thunder Rock, Io Shirai Mayu Itani successfully defended against the Wayo Ties, Caitlin Deven, and Viper, who, of course, won the number one contendership earlier in the series. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Look at that. Continuity. Uh-huh. Star vs. the World, number two. Uh, this is back to being a pay-per-view-like show. They're back at Cork and Hall as well. Um, Mayu Yutani successfully defended her high-speed championship against Evie. Uh, that's a very, that, that match, I believe, is on Startup World, believe it or not. I, I, I remember seeing it. Um, that one had some very iconic gifts that came from it as well. Yeah, the uh, a lot of people know like what they know of Dakota Kai before she was Dakota Kai. That massive sort of Uranagi backbreaker she does, and then the the running kicks in the corner. That I mean, Maya yourselves, especially that backbreaker, like it feels like she's broken the back. Wonder if starting title, uh, Santana Carrot successfully defended against Kyrie Hojo, and then the World of Stardom Championship. You know, these are during the Io Shirai domination days, of course. So Io Shirai successfully defended against Viper, hmm. uh, who was uh, managed by Yakta Yasukawa in that match. So, again, nice little tidbit there. And they close out these shows in Osaka with a two-match show. They had a gauntlet match where Viper defeated Hiromi Mimura, Jogo Kiona, Caitlin Demon, Kiori Oniyama, and Momo Watanabe. Uh, and the artist of style, uh, artist of stardom title match saw brand new champions as the trio of freedom won the titles, defeating the hyper destroyers Evie, Royal Matsumo, and Kelly Skater. So that seemed like a big point here to uh, close this out. Close that. Well, that that is show. literally when the freedom assemble Exodia and have every championship in stardom. Yeah, the, the the iconic images of them with every single championship it comes from this show. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. It's, and I think a lot of people have that image stuck in their brain. When you think of these three, it's kind of the first thing that pops up in your head. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting to kind of see that um, and, you know, see where that came from. Um, of course, back at Cork and Hall. But we move forward here 2017, sixth anniversary show, like I said, at Cork and Hall. Um, some of the matches are actually reminiscent of what you'd see now. We had. Mm-hmm. Wrestlers like Shayna Baszler on this card, so a new outsider that many of you may know. Uh, Sarah New was also on the show, but we had a Goddess of Stardom title match as Kyrie Hojo and Yoko Bito successfully defended against current WWE wrestlers Kaylee Ray and Nixon Newell. Nixon Newell, of course, Tegan Knox. Mm. So, and then Man Triple H was busy watching Stardom in these years. He, he sure was, and when we say he was, we mean William Regal was. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he brought all these people in for the Regal um, was like you need to point to this person in a this, photo. this was the year for the Mayon Classic I believe so this was it followed mm-hmm. right after this um, World of Storm Championship Io Shirai successfully defending against Viper which she also did at one of those 5th anniversary shows yeah. from the year before so continue they continued I guess so <laughs> um, nothing, nothing that jumps off the page there uh, what is interesting, though, is that when we get to the seventh anniversary show, it goes away from the big structure that was, you know, big world wonder title match. And mm. it's it, it's not a nothing show. though. No, on, on paper, you would all. look at this and go, oh, this doesn't feel like it's worthy of being a year and uh, not a year and show the anniversary show when you've had like. World Championship matches yeah. and uh, Goddess of Stardom and Wonder of Championship matches. There's not a title outside of the high-speed title. And look, Mary Apache's reign was, let's be honest, pretty nothing. So that doesn't feel like much here. Yeah. You you take that away, that's the only championship match. doesn't feel exciting, but the main event, I mean, we're definitely touching on the main event in a fortnight's time for the next yeah. episode. This will be what we talk about next time around. Uh, but Isaiah Brookside is actually on this card, which is funny because she just came back. So yeah, Club Venus in the house. I did want to. I did want to toss that out there. But the match that we are talking about is a match that I think is not only the greatest gauntlet match of all time, is one of my favorite matches of all time. It is mm-hmm. Queen's Quest versus Oedo Tai. You have just 
it's fantastic because the loser between Momo Watanabe and Tam Nakano at the end has to leave their unit. And it's mm-hmm. kind of where you set Tam on that journey to really where we see her now. That's the beauty of Tam Nakano, of course. Her journey started all the way back in 2018 at the seventh anniversary show, right? Yeah. And this match, again, like I said, it is one of the best gauntlet matches I've ever seen. Uh, Cage match has this wrong. It actually says eight man tag. It's a 10 person tag. Mm. Um, so good job on that. They probably got confused because Chris Wolf lost the ball of like three seconds in this That's match. Very true. That's very true. So you had Azumi, Hazuki, Io Shirai, Momo Watanabe, and Viper defeating Oedo Ties, Hanukkah, Kagetsu, Chris Wolf, Natsumire, and of course, Tam Nakano. Uh, so we'll go into depth on that match next week because mm. it is a very important one. It's a great one but it's a very important one for the history of stardom. As I said, with the conversation about Tam Nakano, where she go on to be, of course, they were also in the midst of establishing Momo Watanabe early on mm-hmm. that year. Mm-hmm. And you had Queen's Quest and Oedo Tai, of course, going to war there, uh, which, again, very important. They did a very good job with this show, all things considered, because like they their world champion wasn't there. That was Tony Storm. This was sort of in the era where Maya Watani was, was injured, sort of coming back into the fold around this time. But Tony was a champion. She wasn't available at this point. Io Shirai is your white belt champion. She's involved in this match. Uh, Hannah Kimura and Kigetsu were the tag champions. They were involved in this match. So, it, I mean, it was always going to be very difficult to build a strong card given the circumstances. They went for pure storytelling in a lot of ways with this. And obviously we're talking about it in Fortnite, but it pays off. Like this is one of the more memorable uh, anniversary shows because of this match. Exactly. Um, and I think, I think, you know, as I said, we went away from the big title thing, but truthfully this is one of the best anniversary matches of all time so i think mm. in that it's okay uh oh, but yeah. for those counting that is two matches we will go be going back to uh for next episode and now we Spoiler, there's more coming <coughs> excuse me now we continue here um interesting a uh, few few notes here you had uh hanukkah team, team with sadie gibbs and bobby tyler against oedo tai suzuki jamie hater and natsu sumire um, you also had three title matches on the show. So you had the Eve International title and SWA Undisputed Women's World Championship double title match as we watched the big rookie. You may have heard of her. Uh, Utami Ayashida continued collecting gold in her, you know, what was a just unbelievable first year. Uh, she defeated Viper to get the title. Uh, the next two matches, Wonder of Stardom title match, Momo Watanabe continued her historic reign as Wonder of Stardom championship. Again, timely, seeing that Sayaka Kamatani has just tied that historic reign and will be facing Momo to officially try and break that reign. She, but Momo Watanabe in this match defeated Tam Nakano. Mm-hmm. Again, playing back to the year before where it was Momo and Tam at the end of that Queen's Quest Oedo tie match. I love how Stardom's able to connect those dots and really play off. And, you know, we've seen that as recently as now, right, with a lot of things, but it's great how they play that off. And to no one's shock, in the World of Stardom Championship match, we watched Jungle Kiona sadly lose uh, as Kigetsu successfully defended the championship. In a great match, though. Like, these these final three matches are all quite strong on the list. Yeah, I can guarantee you, because of who I do this show with, we will be watching that main event, and we will be talking about it. Well, it's tough, because, like, if you're picking one match from these anniversary shows, like, within this year, there's actually a really good contender at the Osaka anniversary show, because it's uh, Kagetsu versus Hazuki, which, Mm -hmm. for my money, is one of the stronger uh, title matches for Kagetsu in this period. So, like, in the space of, like, a week, she's put on two absolute bangers. Um, they're two which, shows though, look, so I think we're allowed to do both. They're two separate shows, but it falls under the same anniversary period. And it's just an example of where like this anniversary show, like if you were buying tickets for these anniversary shows, you don't know what you're getting because the Osaka shows in previous years have been mixed bags at best. And then you come to this particular show. You've got Kagetsu defending against Suzuki, and then you've got Queen's Quest, Momo Watanabe and Utami Hayashida defending against Jungle Kyan and Natsuko Tora, which Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? 
Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced. From the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support, the new Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. Okay, you know, that Jan team isn't the strongest team in the world, but during that period, they were one of the heavy-hitting tag teams involved. Mm -hmm. So that's two pretty high-end matches, especially for a show which was only going to be drawing about five, 600 people. At that time, um, as someone that went back and watched this Kagetsu-Hazuki match, I thought that was, for a long time, Hazuki's best match. And I think, you know, since... I, I think... Yeah, I think her match with Arisa Shiki um, later that year beats it. But, I mean, mm. it's two mega title matches that she had and delivered in. One being against, of course, you know, best friend. Um, and then the other being Arisa, who, yeah, they had they had, they had a good time. Those um, matches tied into what makes Suzuki great. And that's yeah. basically, I want you to hit me as hard as you can because I'm going to return the favor. Yeah, so that was a double anniversary show, of course, mm. as well, and that's kind of where we kicked this into gear. Uh, they did that the next two, three years. Um, well, tenth anniversary is different because they technically did have multiple shows, um, but we'll get to that. Mm. Uh, so the ninth anniversary show, uh, we continue on. This is a great show for those wondering. Um, the big matches include Tandakano defeating Kagetsu. Uh, I think that's a pretty notable one. Seeing Kagetsu, of course, was on his way to retirement. Yeah. Um, and Tam getting that big win over, you know, someone so crucial in her career. Mm. Uh, Goddess of Stardom Championship, we had new champions, kind of Bea Priestley and Jamie Hayter won the titles. Um, of course, they beat Jungle Kion and Konami there. I'm not liking the trend of these matches where Jungle Kion is in and losing. I'm just going to say that out loud. I feel like you're going to be a little used to it. <laughs> It's it's just normally it's not tied back to back to back like this. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was that was pretty bad. Uh, of course, this was 2020, everybody. So you kind of know what would follow all of this, um, yeah. which is not um, ideal. Not, no. <laughs> in, in any way, whether it just be COVID or, of course, what it would happen to stardom. Uh, we had a DDM, Julia, Micah, and Shuri. Massive trios match there, for those who don't know. Um, defeating Tokyo Cyber Squad's Death Yamasan, Hanakamura, and Layla Hirsch. This was uh, the debut up. of uh, Shuri and Micah into start. Well, not Shuri's debut in stardom, but her like yes. full time debut in stardom along with Micah, the genesis of, of Donna Del Mondo, which makes this match kind of important just in the, the lexicon of their history and stardom's history. Exactly. I think, you know, I think that's really important um, that we bring that up because changed everything right we're sitting here yeah. now with ddm obviously not as dominant as they once were but they dominated for the next two years straight mm. um in a way i think we've never really seen before ddm my best comparison for ddm is they were eo shirai that's what ddm was like people don't understand that eo shirai never lost and ddm didn't lose much mm. either mm. in those two years um Wonder of Stardom title match, Arisa Shiki successfully defending against 
Utami Hayashida, the same Utami Hayashida, which who would later win the five star Grand Prix that year and win the World of Stardom Championship. I think for many people, or a decent chunk of people, this was the match that they're like, "Oh, all right, Utami might be there." And you know, she's on her way. Yeah, this is one of the most iconic matches from these uh, anniversary shows, if purely because of the visuals this creates. Because this is the yeah, you, know, you don't see a lot of blood in stardom, especially, you know, cut across the forehead like that. You'll get the lip sort of busted a bit, but, you know, Utami bled hard way here. Her face met the apron and the apron won. Um, but the visuals this created from this match is obviously uh, out of this world. Um, fantastic match. Pro- yeah, probably if we're going to look back at one match from this show, this would be the one. Um, but, yeah, if you're curious about it, that's the match. You've probably seen the pictures. Yeah, um, and then of course the main event, uh, big one for me personally, uh, as it was Mayu Iwatani successfully defending the World of Stardom Championship against Momo Watanabe, uh, one of my favorites, one of their best. They've had a mm. lot. Like, I, I jokingly say this all the time on my other shows, but like these two just can't have a bad match. They could literally just wrestle each other in their sleep and they'll put on something special. I mean, we, we watched them wrestle twice in 2022, once in the five star and once in the IWGP women's title tournaments, both very different matches, but both uh, just showed how great they are. And this was one of their very best. Absolutely. And this is one of the shows I, I say it all the time because we forget because we've been in, you know, two, two and a half years now, or two years of no cheering, moving on even more. Yeah. These shows were just, hot as fire in terms of crowd participation response like if you haven't if you didn't watch stardom back then go back and check these shows out just to hear what it could be coming when those restrictions get eased up the next show they headed over to uh osaka of course mm-hmm. as we hinted earlier for a second show and this features one of my favorite matches not only in stardom's history but one of my favorite matches of all time in the main event uh but there was an swa undisputed world women's title match and a big one as jamie hater the mm. reigning AEW women's world champion uh successfully defended tommy Shishida to win the title of such course. a missed opportunity that yeah. that reign not not anyone's fault obviously but you know people were very excited for jamie hater around this time there's a lot of yeah. hype around her and that hype has been found and now that we've seen what she's yeah. done in AEW. Yeah, so she never got to defend that title, of course, due to COVID-19, but she did pull it off, get the big win there. And then the main event, just a fantastic, fantastic, this will be one that we go and watch Mm, back. Like, like, you know, we talked about Arisa and Tommy, and we talked about Mayu and Momo, but I will skip both of those to go back and watch this one. No doubt in my mind, this one's a special match. It was for one reason and one reason only. Yes. The right person wins. (laughs) I was going to say because Mayu dressed like a Getsu, yeah. which was also the awesome. right they, there's, wins. There's a fantastic picture of those two dressed and standing, opposing next to each other. And this is Mayu Watani dressed as Kagetsu for her final match in yes, Stardom. Yes. Should specify. We, yes. we haven't got that far because I'm being distracted by Jungle uh, Kiona winning yes. a match. Uh, Jakey Green, Jungle Kiona, Momo Watanabe back together one more mm-hmm. time. Uh, to team up and defeat the team of Kagetsu and Mayu Itani. Very, very special match. Um, I'm very excited we get to go back and watch this. The, what I've noticed is that the anniversary shows have some of my favorite starter matches ever. Yeah. They have this one. They have the gauntlet match, both non-title, but both mm-hmm. very important, and I think crucial to stardom in many ways. And this was kind of right before the pandemic, kind of the last big time well this was the the pandemic was technically on right now that's true um you know japan was basically getting shut down because of a lot of stuff was happening uh what date was this on again it was the uh 26th of the first so a month later the shows were being cancelled because the Mm -hmm. 23rd of february show was cancelled so there's like two or three shows after this particular one um People are always already starting to get worried in Japan, especially. They were affected a lot yeah. quicker than a lot of other countries because of their proximity to China. So, Kagetsu was so lucky in hindsight that he got to retire the way he did. Another was, month, and all these shows would have been getting stopped. It was it was close. It was mm. close, but um, as I was saying, 
let's continue here. 10th anniversary, of course, this is very recent. Uh, this was uh, now two years ago. It feels like it was yesterday, um, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, so this is also, this is pretty important for the reason of, this is the last time the World of Stardom Championship was defended at Corican Hall, which is hmm. pretty crazy to think about. Uh, but, of course, the date was January 17th, 2021. Uh, it featured four title matches. So they still went all out for the anniversary shows as, as yeah. recently as two years ago. Uh, you had a future Stardom title match, Saida versus Nagi Sayaka. Um, which Saeed actually won. So I think that's a little shocking, maybe. For didn't some need people. to don a mask to win a match. Uh, you had Azumi successfully defending against Kaori Onoyama. I remember mm-hmm. this very well. She said, I don't want to go against the death. I don't want to go against the clown. I want Kaori Onoyama. Uh, very good match there. Uh, you also had Tim Kana defeating Starlight Kid. You had a Wonder of Stardom title match, which many people do not like. Uh, Julia successfully defending his Natsuko Tour in a no-rules match. That's the match where Julia blessed us with her tiles that she loves, uh, that she still brings out to this day for yes. certain matches, which is very funny. And then the main event, of course, as I said, the last World of Stardom title match, I believe on a house show, let alone a Corican. A house show, non-pay-per-view, not able to see live type show. Yes. Uh, the Wonder would go on to be defended again on a house show. I believe it was Tim McConnell and Starlight Kid where that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. it was Tommy Hashida defeating Micah in one of the really big challenges, I think, of for both of them. Because this was a time where Tommy, you know, she's coming off a defense against Momoa Tanabe. And as we've talked about before, it was like, well, is it Utami or was it just because she faced Momo, yeah. right? That's something you talked about re- uh, before. I think it was when we were doing the Climax shows. And it also came to her testing herself against a Mike, uh, wrestler, Micah, who a lot of people were still like, I don't know. Mm. And they went out there and had a really good match. They went on to have much better, obviously. But, but given the circumstances, like, yeah, I, I don't think people appreciated what was shown here. Because it isn't until the Saikamitani match a month or two later that we really start to see uh, Tami's stock rising as far as she is as a champion. Um, but yeah, like Mike is still very young in this time. Like she's only debuted with Stardom a year before. She'd been wrestling for six months before that. This is a difficult place for her to be put in and to deliver. And I thought they did a good job of this. Yeah, as you said, better matches would come, but you start to see what Utami would become as exactly. a champion. We sure would, and of course, as we know now, it was a very, very good champion. Yes. Um, we kick it over now. They had multiple anniversary shows, as I said, so this was this counted as a 10th anniversary show because it is in the name. It was the All-Star Dream Cinderella show, um, one of their biggest shows of all time, one of their best shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, this show, for those who... I don't, know. I don't know if we'll count this in the watching or not, uh, because there is another show also that has that 10th anniversary mark. That's not really an anniversary show that comes months after, but we mm. will include them in this conversation because they did go big for the 10th anniversary. It's important to acknowledge, and I think because it was the 10th anniversary, I wouldn't count this show as an anniversary show right. like what we're discussing. Right. But you can understand why for the 10th anniversary you would do something like this. If you're going to celebrate, you celebrate on the, the even numbers like the 10s or the 5s. Exactly. Not the 5s an even number, but you know. there's a specific term I'm thinking of, but it's not coming to my mind. So this was a show that featured Natsupoi defeating Azumi to win the High Speed Championship in a mm-hmm. very, very good opener. Uh, that was on the... the wasn't there a pre-show for this? I think that was on the pre-show. Yeah, that was the pre-show. Yeah. Because um, you're able to watch it for April. Right. Yeah, uh, DDM, Hameka, and Micah successfully defending their titles against Natsuko Tor and Saki Kashima. You had the All-Star Rumble that had Unagi Sayaka getting her first major win. Mm. Uh, some of the names that were in there were Chigusa Nagayo, Emi Sakura, uh, Hiromi Mimura, Hiroyo Matsumoto, um, Kyoko Inoue, uh, Meho Shizuki, for those marvelous fans out there. Uh, Mima Shimoda. Uh, let's see. You had Momonaka Nishi. Rin Katakura. 
uh, who, of course, just announced that she will be traveling. To, uh, she'll be leaving. Traveling. Yeah, <laughs> not traveling. Sorry. Uh, Yoko Bito, Yuta Manase, Yuri Haruka, and, of course, our good friend, Mizuki Akawa, uh, who this was, as of right now, was her last match. And she walked in there and looked yes. like she never missed a day. Our good friend. Your good friend. You've yes. talked her. I haven't. But still, like, she, <laughs> she went into that match. It looked like she never missed a second. It was like, what, oh, yeah. is, what is happening? <laughs> like, yeah. you've been off for years. Uh, but, of course, that was a big one. Uh, you had Nanai Takahashi defeating Momo Watanabe in a very physical match. Um, yes. Shuri defeating Konami with the SWA, a disputed world women's title on the line. That match, of course, I remember a lot of people being upset that it didn't get as much time as they hoped. It was only 8 minutes and 19 seconds. Uh, you had one of my favorite matches of that year, Mayu Tani defeating Yoshiko in a very mm. emotional, very special match. And then you had, I think, the match that made everyone realize that not only was Utami Hayashida the real deal, but Saya Kamatani was the real deal. The World of Stardom Championship, yeah. Utami defeating Saya Kamatani in a match that featured one of the best near falls that I've ever seen, which was, of course, that uh, Rana that she yep. got a near fall for. And the they event. built that up perfectly because no yeah. one bought Saikamatani beating Utami in this situation. But just in those weeks leading up to it, she was hitting that Rana, getting the pin off of it, including Utami, yeah. just before this show as well. And so, like when that happened, it, it drew you in just enough. Like it didn't make yeah. sense logically. Utami's winning this, but but that that move was working. Exactly. Um, you had the main event, Wonder of Stardom title. Tam Nakano defeating Julia in a hair versus hair match. Um, as we know, this was a very, very big part in not only Stardom's history and Stardom's future, as Julia, of course, would use this to become what she is now in a lot of ways. She completely Julia. G.I. Julia, but she completely transformed herself yeah. as a pro wrestler, pretty much in every single way. She uh she would go on to just be the complete package that we see now as the world of stardom champion. And the final match was technically the final show uh, was it, it's called the stardom 10th anniversary grand final Osaka dream Cinderella. Uh, this isn't one that I just feel like we do need to name it uh, because it does have that 10th anniversary mm-hmm. in it. It was the grand celebration. Um, this was the show that had um, Konami unfortunately having to miss it due to uh, having to be, uh, you know, she got sick, of course, and it has led to her. We don't know if it's for sure because she dealt with a lot over those couple of years, but it definitely, I'm sure, played a part, uh, which led to Shuri defending Isaki Kashima in what yes. is one of the most, that was one of the most popular matches of that year in Japan uh, mm. for stardom. It was very popular with them and how they did that. It also features the return of Hazuki to in-ring action as she defeated Koguma. Um, there was a DDM uh, Mahime Poi match as they defeated Azumi Mowatanami and Sayakamatani. And then the final match was Tam Nakano Mayutani finally faced off one-on-one after Tam Nakano turned her back and they wrestled to a 30 minute draw and of course the main event Utami Hayashida defeating Takumi Roja in 30 minutes and 52 seconds uh, World of Stardom title match the time limit thing was a playoff the Utami Shuri match mm-hmm. um, so they gave them the they no justified time limit. it yep. they technically justified it they did they needed that extra few seconds but uh, a very uh, good show there not necessarily again what we would count as the anniversary shows, unlike this one, mm. which was in Osaka, not Corkin, um, this past year on the 23rd. And it was not much of a show to write home about. Uh, it was Nagi Sayaka defeating Momo Kogo, which was that Momo Kogo's first match? Yes, it was. It was. Uh, Tekla defeating. Well, first match was Stardom, I should specify. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Tekla defeating Mina Shirakawa and Wakasukiyama. Um, Sayakamatani and Hami Hayashida being Fukigen Death and Saki Kashima again, like I said, big match. <laughs> uh, Tan Nakano defeating Mai Sakurai, Hazuki Koguma, and Mayu Yutani defeating the Uedo Tai trio of Momo Watanabe, Ruaka, and Starlight Kid. 
And then a tag team main event that went to a time limit draw as Julia and Mirai faced Micah and Shuri. Of course, that was building to Mirai's big match mm. against Shuri at the pay-per-view. So, as you can see, a lot has changed with those yeah, anniversary the, the, shows. That last year especially was felt like a throwaway. The fact they weren't in Tokyo for it, I think, is probably the biggest, not indictment, but kind of... Uh, realization that maybe these shows aren't going to be the be-all and end-all like they used to be. Mariah and Shuri would have been a World of Stardom Championship match on a Currican Hall on an anniversary-level show a year or two prior to this. And the fact that it is now relegated to a preview tag match, which is really the only match on the card that feels anything other than typical weekend stardom. Yeah. Um, and it is worth noting that this year's show will change everything, I guess, yep. now, because it will not actually be happening in January. It will be that first show kicking off February, the 12th anniversary commemoration, Stardom Supreme Fight 2023. And I'm okay with it because of how they are booking it. Uh, it, of course, features Julia defending the World of Stardom Championship for the first time against Suzu Suzuki. Uh, it will potentially, now we don't know this is official, but it will potentially involve the Wonder Storm Championship on the line with Sayakamatani going for the record against mm-hmm. Mo Watanabe. And it for sure will have uh, seven up defending against Mahime. So they have and, moved it and, out of and Mariah versus. Uh, well, do we know Hashimoto. that's that show? Do we know that's that show? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was announced okay. that show. Yeah. All right. Well, the. the the website doesn't have it, so I was not going to like promise Chihiro Ashimoto to the people. <laughs> it felt but you've got to give the people what they want. Oh, I and know. The people I know. want big hash. That's true. But uh, as you can see, they are moving it out with the Triangle Derby now. I think it's mm. smart, right? You don't want to just a random Triangle Derby to be your anniversary show. You it, want it feels, the anniversary show. To get yeah, it feels like the 21st is kind of an unofficial anniversary show as well, not because it's a big show. But yeah. because it feels different, you've got that is the you know, Stardom Award show. Yeah, you, they've got the Stardom Award show, and they're tying that together with the future Stardom Championship match, and then Julia's Gauntlet series. Which you know, those matches on their own don't necessarily constitute big money matches, but they're not just typical. Oh, we've got a show on this weekend. Let's put some tag matches on. There's some thought behind it. They're wanting to do something a little bit special, and technically, it's closer to the anniversary date, which is the twenty third. Uh, so we went a little short today, but of course we'll be talking about the top matches of the anniversary shows next time. Mm. This is a big. It was either go short on this one or go for like two hours. <laughs> right, exactly. So we thought let's hit you know forty five, fifty minutes. Mm. Uh, just kind of go through the trend, uh, how the shows have transitioned through the years and how they've changed with multiple shows and uh, big shows, small shows out of all that, there was only one real small show, which was, uh, the most recent. So, yeah. uh, and they seem to be going back, taking care of, they know that anniversary show should be a big deal. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, it should lead us to what should be a very, very special show to continue on and, you know, talk about with anniversaries as the years go on. Yeah, absolutely, because it is nice to have this kind of special show to celebrate. Anniversaries are important, I think, in wrestling. And I think it's it doesn't more important always than year-end climax. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's clear they're being a bit more flexible with these ones now. Year-end sure. is kind of locked in. It's a Currican Hall show, Christmas Day or nearabouts. These ones, are, they can stretch out their luck a bit. doesn't have to be in Tokyo. doesn't have to be Currican Hall. But I think the essence needs to be there because, yeah, it's a good excuse to have something a little bit special. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, with this show, you'd kind of do wonder moving forward, will they try to push it a little bit to make sure the big pay-per-view is the anniversary show? Cause they could have done that last year with the mm. first show, which was also Supreme fight. They didn't do that. Um, well, it was, it was very close date-wise. It was. It was. It was like a week after. So they yeah. could have done that. I think they're probably learning that they should moving mm. forward, which I think is a welcome sign. Um, because, like you said, anniversaries are important. They're more important than your other big shows. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see where they continue to go. It is fitting that this one will be in Osaka. So that mm. does go along with the tradition. 
in some ways, not all, but some, you know, Cork and Hall was the main spot, but Osaka got a lot of them too. So. Yeah, and I mean, Kirk and Hall, like we, we know they've kind of outgrown Kirk and Hall in a lot of ways. If they want to make the show special, yeah. they kind of can't run Kirkin anymore because it's just not big enough to sustain what they're doing. Yeah, you know, if they're in Tokyo, they kind of got to run Oda Ward, really, if they're going to do a uh, anniversary show there. Yeah, or go um, crazy at Ryugoku, but we're, they're not doing that yet. Exactly. Uh, but we will uh, we'll we'll talk to you next time. Of course, Trent, do you have any plugs uh, before we get out of here? No, because I'm not really thinking about what I'm doing at the moment. Uh, there's stuff coming out, oh, yeah. but I wouldn't be able to tell you when or where or how or whether it's going to be any good or not. So that's the truth. Um, you know, follow Trent at One Up Culture uh, if you're not already. Follow me I'm at there. Scott E Wrestling. Uh, you know we. We never know what we're doing, but there's plenty. You know, stardom's always going, so we're always talking about stardom. Mm. Uh, the current day stardom, but uh, always catching us off guard. That stardom. Yeah, but uh, we're out of here. Uh, make sure to come back for the next one, as we will be talking the the anniversary show's best matches or what we think are the best matches, mm. uh, some of our favorites, and uh, yeah, that that should be a lot of fun. So, until next time, everyone, have a good one. This has been a Countout Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts and also you can support us on the count out patreon as we have exclusive content only on the patreon for all of our listeners we hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon and see you at the show